news, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Televoid. I'm one of your hosts, Mara K. Elliott, and I'm joined by the returning lovely Latoya Ferguson. Hey, Latoya. Put your nose into the Bible every day. It is your spiritual food. And then share it. Make a vow not to be a lukewarm Christian. Kirk Cameron. Boo. <laughs> hey, Latoya. <laughs> and we are joined by returning guest, Lisa Schinninger. Hello. What's up, Lisa? I'm so glad to be back for this quality hour of television. Actually, it's a half hour, isn't it? It felt... It's 20 minutes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're my, you watched it twice in a row. You're like, I need to see this again. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. It's good to be back, though. And, okay, so we watched, as you might can tell by that horrible, <laughs> uh, terrible intro, we watched Growing Pains, Season 6, Episode 21. As long as we got each other. So, if you don't know which episode we're talking about, it's the fourth wall breaking episode, which I kind of vaguely remember. I remember it. I have no memory of it. Okay, well then. Right to Ashley Johnson, like pulling an Annie. Like, I remember it 100%. I forgot Ashley Johnson was on this show. Where did you think Ashley Johnson came from? I've literally been calling her. I've been calling her Chrissy Seaver in everything I've seen her in, like as an adult. Exactly. I feel like I've seen numerous know. recaps, like, just for Blinds, but they're like, and yeah, Chrissy Seaver shows up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I knew she was in this, because I obviously watched this show, but, like, my brain must have shut down, like, her <laughs> age between this age and what women want. She looks exactly the same. Years. I know! That's why I thought she was always just starting off. I She was young enough in that. She was still, like, 14 or 15, so I thought she was just that kind of a child actress, but... No, it was crazy. She was so she's so good in it too. She was it was annoying as hell, but she was obviously she was very the, good. The part that I laughed at the most, her her part, honestly. Uh, I uh, I had a lot of okay. Well, well, this is a controversial episode because I, I enjoyed a lot of it, mostly because Alan, Alan Thicke. I'm is not a surprised, Maura. Alan Thicke is a showman <laughs> through and through, and it's Wait, hard to can just I like... please read the TV.com and IMDb yes. descriptions for this episode because they're insane. They're please more insane do. than the episode themselves. Okay, well, wow, IMDb's description of this episode is. Ben is punished for taking the car without asking. What? That's it. <laughs> That's all you need. That's all wow. you need. Wow. I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> so, okay. What's the <laughs> that other happens one? in the episode. Is that the same if you, were to, if you were to describe the episode, would you say no. it like that? No. I mean, just, I don't even know what... I don't... Uh, so basically, I mean, he does get punished. It is The reason why he, that all yeah. happens is that he is being punished. But he hey. is... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. He's like he drifts off into a dreamland, <laughs> or you know, an adventure yeah. in an alternate reality. Well, we'll talk about his lack of punishment yeah. when we get to the end of the episode because I have uh, white people. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> this is my, this is my okay. And then TV.com describes this as an homage to the Twilight uh, Zone, which it's an homage to the Wizard of Oz, right? I mean, I guess yeah. you could say it's Twilight Zone in the sense it's, I'm sure this would happen on the Twilight Zone, but no, definitely. I would agree it's more Wizard of Oz. Is completely Wizard of Oz. He even like, he even called at one point he calls it this was Oz. What is he says something yeah. like that? He, the he director a, is literally the wizard. Like oh, that's what it was. Yeah. I think it's that he's yeah. paid no attention to this. Man and the whole thing the is that he's dreaming to be in another world. Right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, but the Wizard but, of Oz is real. So I'm not I could have sure used a little more like legitimate like Wizard of Ozness of it all. That would have been good. Ends up being real as well. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know what the fuck to say about oh my that, God. but we'll yeah, get there. That tag. I was. Yeah, it's not Twilight Zone. Like by the end of the episode. So it was like Black Mirror or something. <laughs> I was like, what just happened? But yes, okay, so this episode, is, at first it starts off with it's the same beat that the rest of the episode basically gets By teased way, out around. Yeah, the episode that uh, I watched was a 
TV rep from Canada. Oh my god. For like a family station on Canada, which, and they had the best catchphrase ever. Let me see if I can find it real quick. We care who's watching. Oh. That was their catchphrase in networks. And so, they were playing like Eight is Enough in the Wonder Years. So you and tell me, do, do, um, does um, Alan Thicke, like when he's on screen, is there like a soft glow around him? <laughs> <laughs> I would hope. That's how uh, you watched it, I'm sure. Well, obviously, that's just my 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 basic Alan Thick lens, or they're known as what do you call them, bifocals. Uh, but anyway, so <laughs> there it begins with Ben having joyrided. So if you've never seen this show, it's it's literally the most hokey, basic, again white bread style show where I, it's just. I did not remember it being this hokey. It's oh, uh, it was. Been a long I, time, I remember it being like, pretty. Oh, this, is, I, this is interesting. Maybe I was thinking about this in the shower, yeah, and I would on. say Growing Pains, even at his best pre-Kirk Cameron ruining it, was not better than, uh, let's see, Full the house. best, like, the better years of um, Family Matters, yeah. so. Oh, well, yeah. Obviously. And they also compared it to Wonder Years, and it's definitely not better than Wonder Years. Oh, my God, God Wonder no, Years is no, arms no. and legs it's, about both of those. It's really obvious conventional sitcoms. And I liked, with, like, I liked Family Matters, but yeah. With, like, no. wooden acting and, like, <laughs> over-the-top... Uh, Tracy Gold, I think, um, I didn't realize how much overacting she was doing when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Like, it was, and she had a really well, limited part in this. I have to say, it's also to distract from, you know. Yeah, which was my first thought when I saw her. We yeah. might as well not, we might as well say, because otherwise, if people don't know, she had a massive eating disorder yeah. during this show. You must, I mean, m- most people my age and your age and everybody's age yeah. watched that, uh, Lifetime movie, For the Love of Nancy is what it was called. So she's in this. This is Kirk Cameron, uh, post, uh, born again, but pre-marriage and insanity. Yeah, was they're just dating at this point. I didn't realize that. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he definitely started post at born 17, again. so he has to have been, I think, okay. at this point. Because, yeah, he... He gets married born, at nine. With born again, that's when he got his love interest on the show fired because she had posed in Playboy, and that's when he brought in his girlfriend, right. now wife, Chelsea, Chelsea Noble. Chelsea Noble, yeah. Yeah, and that was, they get married, I think, in 92, which is the year the show ends, so. Right, right. Which is the next year. <laughs> no, no wonder yeah. that they got to this point, they were like, and we're done. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's what's going on. So this show is so, like, incredibly cookie cutter. It's It makes Full House look like... And we thought, well, we thought it was cookie cutter, and then Kirk Cameron got uh, Christian, and then we, like, realized how it could be more cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, well, it had even, like, that weird, like, plot in, like, the early seasons where Leo DiCaprio just shows up and they oh, no, adopt that's, him. That's he's the in, he's in the last season. Oh. Jeez, is Mary, that the you're... final season? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my well, God. Well, I'm surprised that, it, that you didn't choose well, one of those episodes for this. Oh. Well, I'll explain it in a second once we get more into the Ben thing, the whole Leonardo DiCaprio thing. But, yeah, there's that... one of the early scenes what, uh, in Kirk Cameron's Christianity is when, like, they have the scene where he's in bed with another girl, and it turns out what they're not actually having premarital sex or whatever. It's just they were doing like scene reading for a play they're going to be in. And that, that was that was all Kirk Cameron. He was still pissed about that. And to to explain that is that when Kirk Cameron at at the height of the show, it was actually a very obviously a very popular yeah. show. Kirk Cameron was like the rogue ladies man, his yes. character, and basically he was like a, he was a huge teen heartthrob. Right, and he was a very. I mean, this show was on level with Full House and, and shows like that, where it was a very popular show on Family. Like night, nighttime. Full House basically got the growing pains bump when Kirk Cameron showed up on the show. Exactly. Just like because he is, of course, the older brother of Candace Cameron. Because this began and then reached its peak in the late eighties into the nineties. It wasn't just the yeah. 90s. I gotta like, tell you guys. Um, I grew. I obviously I'm older than you by a couple of years, and I grew up with Kirk Cameron's <laughs> pictures in my locker. Like oh, he's a no. <laughs> we were all totally in love with him, and then all of a sudden we started like, and it wasn't like now where you know you get on. 
you get on TV and TMZ's on and you hear immediately about this weird stuff that that people are doing. It was like filtered out like really, really Oh yeah. Slowly. Back then you would never have yeah, known. Yeah, we had no idea. And then like, so like he dumps his girlfriend and gets his new girlfriend and then we find out that it's his real life girlfriend. I did not know any of the born again stuff until years later. Like that was not even me part neither of the conversation at all. And I, I and you said, just knew that it was a weird way that they yeah, dropped the like, storyline. No, he was like, it's weird because it like between seasons basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like, you know, like a typical teenage boy on a sitcom, and then all of a sudden his best friend went away, and his girlfriend went away, and like the character was like all of a sudden really uptight, and we were like. What's happening? Yeah, he becomes a teacher. And we actually stopped... Mike Seaver becomes right, a teacher, yeah. which is ridiculous. We actually stopped watching by, like, this season, because it was just so not, like, the show that we were all watching before. Um, like, it was such a different... And we should explain too. the reason why his best friend disappeared is because his nickname was Boner, Boner. so you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. They could have just stopped calling him Boner. Nope. No. no. No, 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 He needs to stop that, like, income. But yeah, Leo DiCaprio was on here for a full season. I thought it was earlier, because it, it feels like his character, it feels like the kind of thing that, like, the show drops after a certain point. It's like the Miss well, Bliss he, on... Well, on that, a, was, on uh, a, that was Chrissy. He comes... Was the first attempt at that where they had a baby? Yeah, because she was a toddler, and then, and then all of a sudden she his uh, Mike's girlfriend, who was also the nanny, mm-hmm. gets dropped, and then all of a sudden, Chrissy's six. Yeah, and then what? Like, so I, to me, I think back on that as like, and I said like Miss Bliss from Saved by the Bell, where it felt like an early like misstep, but then it was actually the last season, so that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but, he, well, I wouldn't say Leonardo DiCaprio was a misstep at all, but no, I don't either. Is, but which, if, if you can see from this episode, obviously you didn't have Mike see her the heartthrob. They tried with Ben, failed miserably, yeah, oh as you God. can see here, and then that's when they got Leonardo DiCaprio, and that was the smartest choice. That's one of, ever made laughs. Laughs. one of my few laughs is when they, they comment on Ben as a heartthrob. Oh, yeah, I thought you were so hot, and I was like, nobody thought that. No offense. No offense. No offense. Maybe when he was young, kids probably... No one was about Ben. Well, if you were, like, a little kid, and he was, like, the kid your age, I could see maybe, but that's just not, no. Yeah. That's craziness. That's not how it worked. But yeah, so and then they brought in Leo DiCaprio. I had no idea when it was, so this, the fact that it's the last season is hilarious to me. But yeah, he was like the young, um, I would just call like, you know, how would you describe it? Just he like was basically Mike block. 2.0, but yeah. he was also homeless. So. Well, I will homeless. say, that actually did draw me and my friends back to the show when Leo Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, we did watch the majority of that season because and the new cute guy was He's on. so pretty. This isn't like some, like, you know, like, reaching for the stars moment where they find this amazingly, <laughs> like, uh... Like well, traditionally snubbed Oscar uh, uh, nominee. They they got him when he was so young that it was like he maybe done like what maybe yeah Gilbert Grape this is or something pre Gilbert Grape. Oh, uh, this Gilbert is Grape. Okay. they got him because Tracy's dad Harry Gold was his agent at the time. Leo like dropped him around like post Gilbert Grape, but yeah, so fascinating. And um, it's, it's pre Basketball Diaries, pre yeah, Titanic, pre. Man, everything he's ever done, basically. It's like Clooney and the Facts of Life, basically. I think he did This Boy's Life the year afterwards, which I think is the first time into, like, really hard, serious mm-hmm. drama. Um, so this is, like, literally when he shows up, he, he is a hard, like, knock-life kind of kid on the show where he's homeless and stuff, but he's but still, he's like, so the pretty. goofy, all shucks, <laughs> yeah, exactly, and very, like, they immediately, like, kind of wash him, give him a bath, and now he's just, like, the new little it boy who's, like, a homeless guy they adopted. It's so weird, even when I remember back on it, I'm like, that's a weird, yeah. like, move for the show to just adopt another child who's, like, well, a grown Well, obviously, child. that's another one of Kirk Cameron's things, like, Mike has to adopt a child. Well, Kirk Cameron that. adopted four kids, so yeah, yeah. He's, he's all about that, which, I, I mean, I respect that part of it, fine. But at but... the same time, like, what, Mike was, like, 20 at most? Yeah. 
He could he couldn't have been yeah. So it was really weird. And in general, the whole like, look, he lives in the garage at that point. It's it's all felt really suspect to me. Like I thought it all like. Mike should have just been off the show if he didn't want to deal with what was on the show. Not that the show, it's so, it's like, it's like saying, like, yeah, he, imagine if you've never seen this show, imagine, like, someone saying, I had to be off Full House, it's getting a little too adult for me. Like, that's insane. Nothing, I mean, there's been, like, crazy. He accused the producers of being pornographers for hiring uh, Julie, who was the one who had uh, been in Playboy. But, like. He accused the producers of being pornographers. And honestly, like, if there is a show that was like, had maybe sex scenes, maybe then I could vaguely understand, but, like, this show did none of that stuff. It was, like, taped in front of a live studio audience. There was, like, some making out with woos. Heavy petting, if that, yeah. <laughs> like, it was crazy to me. And and then he was just like, I can't stand for this filth. And I'm like, what? Are we watching the same show? Uh, but, yeah, so he's probably, like, honestly, he would have been like, yeah, Teletubbies are a bunch of, like, like like pornographers or something. But yeah, I wouldn't so, be surprised. Yeah, he wanted off the show pretty soon after, if not, and they decided to, like, you know, bend to his will, and then, of course, the show basically drifted off. Yeah. Like, I think a season later, if that. Yeah. Um, maybe a couple seasons, because he, he, that all started, I think, when he was a little bit younger, so, like, 17 or so, so it's probably been three or four seasons in the making where everything kind of went full tilt Christian. Uh, but yeah, so, so this episode, it doesn't include most of that, but it, it is, like, kind of in that little, like, in-between where they kind of... It's no longer the show it used to be, because when the earlier seasons, it was a lot more, like, wholesome and, and just sort of standardized sitcom-y kind of vibe, like, family sitcom. Um, and this, this is, I mean, this is, like, a really weird, like, divergence for any show to make, although it is a lot more common nowadays. I, I, actually, I was saying that, like, shows in the 80s and early 90s would do, ep- like, weird fucking episodes like this and just oh, never right. address it. Oh, like, yeah, it would just be this one-off, like, weird... Like, because they're just like, it's a sitcom, we can do whatever we uh-huh. want, basically. Well, A Boy Meets World literally did the exact same plot, like, down to Yeah, exactly. Exact- yeah, I, and think I think it's a better episode. I think this is a pretty but- popular plot, actually. Well, there are other shows that have done similar things. I'm a little blanking on them now, but I know it's been done. Fourth Wall Breaking is not uncommon of any show, but the- to have him wake up and be a part of the show, is it's a little bit... Ex- like, and for this idiot to never kind of- get what's going on... Why did it take him so long? Like, he's, he's even really when he got it, he didn't oh get it. Yeah. The kid, the well, and, like, the kid's <laughs> obviously seen The Wizard of Oz before. Like, what the hell is going on that he's like, what's taking so long? Yeah. Like, uh, to skip ahead, once he gets to the point where he's like, oh, I get it now, this is just like before. You would think he would just be, like, doing the things that he did then. No, he's like, oh, wait, this is where I say, blah, blah. Like, yeah. just, just well, fucking say it. I don't know how much of that's based on the fact that he's an idiot or how much of that's based on the fact that Jeremy Miller's not a great actor. But he was know. probably also, like, drunk or high. Yes. <laughs> But Honestly, yes. the entire child cast besides Ashley Johnson and Leonardo DiCaprio are, are were all fucked up. Yeah, I feel so bad for them. That's why I was my my, my yeah. attention was firmly on Alan Thicke that's, throughout. This that's insane, series. though. In fact, actually, of the bunch of them, Leonardo DiCaprio is probably the most adjusted, which says a lot. Ashley Johnson. Oh, Ashley Johnson. Speak. I'm sorry. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, Come on now. I, I made up the adult. I actually, there was something I looked up while I was watching the episode because I remembered that they made this. Is thing. Ashley Johnson a mess too? No, no, she's oh, no. she's good. I think she's well adjusted. <laughs> no, um, okay. I remembered as I was watching this that this was the year that they jumped her age up, right? And before yeah. that, she was played by twins. The Chrissy Seaver was played by two twins. Uh, mm-hmm. The two twins are the real life sisters of Jason Doring. What? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my so god. So when I was scrolling past their names on Growing Pains, they're literally, what? Yeah. <laughs> Kirsten and, oh, Kirsten yeah. and Kelsey Delring. Okay. I saw that and I didn't even think, because I'm like, there's no way. What? Yeah. 
Just That's a little mind weird. blowing for you. Like Yeah, that yeah. is mind blowing. It's amazing. I mean Wow, that's that's weird. That's all I ever think about. I know, especially if you go back and look. I want to be like, do they look like him? Do they have those long faces? Uh, (laughs) And Scientologist tendencies? Anyway. Well, they were um, born Scientologists, I I guess so. Yeah, well, oh God. Uh, Yeah, so so even they, okay, (laughs) never mind. Let's not get into it. Let's start the episode again so I can complain about this radio DJ. (laughs) So this episode begins with the same premise the entire episode basically is about. Like, it's this one, like, three-minute scene that they just kind of tease out like for the entirety of the 25 minutes or so that, that it runs so it begins with ben having gone out for a joyride in his parents car joyriding was a common phrase in the early 90s apparently <laughs> oh, they kept God. saying it oh rip the radio uh, yeah. dj whatever station she listens to was like three minutes before 10 o'clock on a friday night who says that well they needed to establish time and place <laughs> it's not, like he's not even like late for curfew anyway, so it doesn't matter that it's three minutes before ten o'clock. I bet his curfew was night. ten o'clock. It's grooming pains. Like, come on. The cameras demanded ten need, o'clock curfew. They wouldn't need that considering the, the the main problem is the fact that he doesn't have a license anyway and he stole their car. What was it that about? about the curfew Why thing. would he steal their car? Was Ben a bad kid? No. Again, they tried to make him the mic, yeah. then they failed miserably like, and they needed Leonardo DiCaprio. That's the trouble, is that Ben was the kid that was like the... I mean, okay. I always think it's, of this stuff in, like, Malcolm in the Middle terms. Oh, I was gonna say he's like Luke from Modern Family with the yeah, same, exactly, like, same aging and becoming the worst. But, like, it's, it's, I understand, like, he was a little goofy as a kid, but I felt like he was the more restrained. Like, he did weird shit. Like, it was I mean, he did call the 900 number, like, 67 times that one episode as a kid. Yeah, but, like, for the most part, he was the more rational of the bunch of them, to be totally honest. The other two were always getting into crazy shit. Mike is a complete mm-hmm. maniac. Even Chrissy would get into some weird shit, and then he was kind of the one that was just like, oh, guys, oh, shucks, and he, like, over there, like, eating a crayon, like, it was just <laughs> stuff. Exactly, yeah, like, he's like, I'm precocious. Yeah, like, his sister was, like, the brainiac, always getting the good attention, Mike was, like, the, the layabout, like, um, always getting into scrapes and going out and partying and having girls over and stuff like that, and so Ben was just kind of, like, the little kid who just sort of skated, um, but, yeah, like LaToya was saying, at it reached this point where they had to have somebody create some kind of tension on the show because now they have the goody-goody and the goody-goody and the little kid. So, right. yeah, but it didn't work because Ben just, there just wasn't enough there for that character to do anything with. And probably also, Kurt Cameron is standing back there with his red pen, you know, like, the kids can't can't do anything too crazy in this Do you guys think that Kurt Cameron, like, gave out demerits or something? (laughs) Of course! I hope he did, because that's just, like, what a a piece of shit. Anyway, so, (laughs) but, like, I, so, I'm, I'm being hyperbolic. I don't think he was, like, an idiot idiot, but I think he was, like, just the doofy younger brother who, I didn't see him going from being the way he was to literally stealing cars, essentially. That's kind of what he did. Well, I mean, you know, like, boys will be boys, Maura. Oh, fuck that That's basically shit. what they're trying to, yeah. Ugh, but yeah, so they make him into this, like, you know, well, someone's gotta be the bad guy, so now we're gonna have to make it him, and, and I guess he's supposed to fit that role accordingly, but I still think it, it felt very forced. It did not feel natural for him to be in that car. Because mm-hmm. I I could see him doing that with friends and, like, Also, being how old, like, was Jeremy Miller? Because I, I would assume he was 16. I don't know. Yeah, he I was surprised been, when he said that he... You not have a license. When they were like, you're not he allowed to do, drive, and I was like, how is he They're like, you went through puberty quickly, I guess. Yeah. 
Like, he seemed much older than 15. And also, like, what a sad, like, Friday night. He stole the car and went on his own joyride. Like, he didn't even have friends with him or anything. He doesn't have, like, he has no girls. He has no boner. It's so stupid. No boner. <laughs> he has no girls. He has no boner. But yeah, so, so he goes on a joyride and then shows up, um, uh, walks in, well, his parents, like, basically walk in on him driving up in the driveway. And he tries to, like, play it off like there's no big deal. And again, all this bluster and bravado, like, he's Mike Seaver, yeah. and he is not and he Mike tr- Seaver. He tries to use the cuteness that he no longer has when he was a kid. And he's like, I don't know if you guys remember, but it's pretty tough being a teen. And I just want to punch him in the face. Yeah, and they, yeah. they are, like, they, well... The mom is a, a little bit, she's like, oh, it's okay, but we're still gonna ground you. And he's like, what? That should have worked. And he's like, uh, I, when I was younger, it worked, and that's not how it works on TV. And then he goes on to explain how it works on TV, where, you know, hugging the parents in, in any terrible sitcom on, on a family <laughs> TV night, there's like a wholesome, like, oh, from the crowd, and then just get away with it because he learned his lesson or something, basically, is the vibe. And of course, now that, that, it kind of gives us the impetus for the entire episode because he goes upstairs, still having, he's gonna get grounded, he's pissed about it. He goes upstairs and he's kind of grumbling to himself like, this is stupid. And then he like kind of drifts off to sleep. He really just closes his eyes for a moment. It was a little weird. And then wakes up and there's an S, there's a, uh, a special effects guy fanning smoke into his room. To I mean, it could be where he could wor- wake up and Steve will attacks him. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, the, the thing I had a hard time with is this scene, the one where he wakes up into, shouldn't exist because the episode should have ended when he gets the hug from his parents like we see later on. So why was this scene in there at all? I'm confused by what you're confused yeah, by. Yeah, I because, am too. Alright. So when he wakes up in the bedroom, yes. he wakes up having fallen asleep, whatever, mm-hmm. having just joyrided or whatever No, he went was. upstairs to think about what he'd done while his parents discussed what his further punishment would be. That was why he stomped out of the kitchen, because they told him but to the go to prob- bed. But the problem is, later on, he stumps into the kitchen and then immediately apologizes. They erased the scene from the later no. part of the episode. No. no! What are you talking about? He came. It was the next morning he came down, like, for breakfast. Yeah, that was the next morning. It's just confusing. Oh. He steals a bowl of cereal from them, yeah. yeah. He steals a bowl of they cereal from them. Okay. And his that makes was a little more sense. Carol was downstairs, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. That makes a little more sense, though. I'm glad. I'm gonna keep that makes a lot more sense than what you... I'm gonna call her Tracy Gold instead of Carol. I know, right? Oh, Just call God. her Tracy Gold. <laughs> Carol. Just do it. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, so so anyway, he, he refuses to apologize, goes upstairs to think about what he's done, falls asleep, wakes up in this, like, TV world, essentially, where Ooh. he now immediately Where it's very Jeremy. poorly lit, honestly. Every... I mean, I don't know. I was watching an old uh, episode streaming, and it was incredibly dark, especially the one scene with the director. I yeah, could like see I, what I was looking at. Like even just from like watching it and then remembering, like I always remember it being like much darker than the episode itself, like the normal episode. Like once they get into the TV world, like it's very dark inside the studio yeah, for some reason. Yeah. Well, it is a literal studio. Like it's not like they're they're not shooting it like it's an episode of TV that happens to be in a studio. They're pulling back from the walls literally, so you're getting like all the dark up like, above, because it's, you know, it's a a four-wall set, so you're not gonna get the entire, like, you're not gonna get close-ups of just the walls, you're gonna get all this black space above, so it just seems so ominous, and it's creepy, actually. Well, I thought that was really actually kind of effective, because, like, he's so freaked out initially, but it takes him so long to stop being freaked out, like, 
He's no, he never stops being freaked out the whole time. Stop. Even like after he's it's finished, an idiot. he can't spend the one eating crayons over in the corner. It's not Mike. <laughs> oh no, I met Ben before. <laughs> when I said that, I met Ben, so maybe that's why we were on different levels. Yeah, yeah that, that makes, makes more sense. Yeah. No, Ben totally is a crayon eater. Exactly. I was like, why are they saying Ben doesn't eat crayons? Because he kind of seems like the type that eats crayons. <laughs> Yeah, Mike, no, Mike, is, Mike will be selling him the crayons for money. <laughs> but He's yeah. selling him his own crayons. Exactly, that's exactly, yeah. that's, it's, yeah, it's definitely that. It's a classic sitcom family. They all have those roles <laughs> that most other sitcoms have had. But anyway. You so, know, the crayon eater. You know, the crayon eater is the salesman. <laughs> uh, they are, I mentioned Malcolm in the Middle, it falls into the same basic premise of that as well. You've got the, <laughs> the older sibling who's off, not really paying attention to the younger stuff, the troublesome one that's in the house is the oldest. There's, like, the in-between kid who's just kind of there to be there. And then there's, like, the new little kid who's annoying and, and not really supposed to be part of it. And then there's, like, this weirdo that shows up because they <laughs> adopted you really feel about the characters in Malcolm in the Middle. The little kid who's not supposed to be part of it. Well. You, just, you hate him so much. I don't hate him, but he was definitely a little. Well, they, you they, didn't even hate him. He's like, he's like my favorite. He never speaks a word on the show. He's great! Mm, Alright, so anyway, so, well, I'm, I meant Chrissy, to be more honest. Chrissy was annoying to me when she first was introduced, and she got better when she was older, but when she was young... Well, she, she was, was first introduced as, as a, an idiot. a baby. Exactly. <laughs> are we back to, are we back to Maura's baby hating again? Like... Yes! <laughs> pick, um, the, um, pick the most innocent member of the cast is the one you hate the most. I will put a, draw a line in the sand. I am on the side of no babies on TV like, shows. Like every poor Joey time. Lawrence is a little baby. On. <laughs> They're the worst. No, they, they, they literally. Why haven't we put brotherly love on the list <laughs> for shows know. to watch yet? Because <laughs> I don't know if you're ready for that, Latoya. Because it's going to be Mara talking about brotherly love. There's three Lawrences. How do you choose the worst one? I I already know what episode I want. <laughs> It's gonna be one that shows Philadelphia because <laughs> it's brotherly love. Shut up, Mora. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so, so yeah, he's in the Wizard of Oz. He's in the Wizard of Oz, and not the Twilight Zone. And he, so he wakes up, screams because the, the, there's a director who's like an omniscient voice who says, like, you know, everyone whose name begins with G is, G is fired. fired. Oh, and the poor guy with the name starts with G has to walk right out of this. There scene. was an easy joke there where someone says, "See you later, George," or something. Like, come on, it made me so mad. He just gets up and walks off set. I like, okay, so I have a question real quick. So he wakes mm-hmm. up on the set, right? And the whole like the next fifteen minutes of the episode happen on the set of Growing Pains, so but it's dressed yes. up like Meet the Seavers. Were those actors? Was it dressed up? I thought it was just the same set. No, it was, but they had replaced the Growing Pains logo. Oh, gotcha! I get you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Absolutely. like, were the people in the background in these scenes were they background actors or were they actual crew? I think it was a combination. Okay, because there were some times where I was. Yeah, I saw some like, credits that person. like that's that's definitely a crew person. <laughs> like, yeah, because there were some credits that were like, and then like this stage blah, blah, played by blah blah. So okay. it was a mix. Okay. It was, okay, and I, I didn't, oh, that was the other one I was going to mention before, is I think this is a lot more, more people might have seen this than this or the this episode or the Women's World episode. It reminds me a lot, I, I begrudgingly, I don't watch a lot of the show, it's a lot like Supernatural's The French Mistake, mm-hmm. where it is all, like, in-jokes about how... Yeah, yeah, yeah and they at least figured it out! Yeah, they figured yeah, it and out I, right That away. show is not great, but that show, that, that episode of that show did exactly what they set out to do, and I have to respect them for that, at least. Sam but and Dean Winchester this... are smarter than, than Ben Seaver. Come on, Mark, can you at least acknowledge that Supernatural is a better show than Growing Pains? Of course it is! <laughs> I admit that! 
Okay, just, I'm just making sure. Okay. You, you've said some crazy things <laughs> in your time. You like, you just went on a baby tangent. <laughs> Babies bring nothing to TV. They are literally <laughs> sex. Not even Little Blob from Friday Night Lights. Gracie Bell. Uh, Gracie no, Bell. the only like, baby on a TV show that I like is. I'm sorry, I cannot reasons. abide you insulting Little Blob. <laughs> I think that's the only one. I, I would be happy to make a list. I'm sure it's only like five babies long. <laughs> Actually, you know, there's one thing, one sitcom I like. Um, for they keep bringing on new babies, um, and then it creates this tension in the in the sitcom family, and I really like the way they do it on Modern Family. Like every time a new like a new, did we just get Modern Family praised on this podcast? I'm I telling you, you this is the one thing I will praise them for is they keep bringing on the newer, cuter kid, and the next like the kid that's getting. Are you saying Joe is always like? Are you calling Joe oh, a cute kid because Joe is El Diablo? He looks like a Lawrence. <laughs> Has anybody noticed this? He looks like a Lawrence. Like. Like I said, he's oh, all the God. No, but the, in the, like in, in the show, the next cutest out. kid, the one that's getting pushed back, not as cute anymore, has, like, this total, like, animosity towards, like, the little mm-hmm. darling little Moppet. And I really love I the way they that do show that. I've watched that show in, like, six seasons. feels about it, too. Like, Are you talking about Lily is the, the next the next cutest kid? Well, uh, because she's also El Diablo. <laughs> yeah, no. She, and, Those children are, like, the devil, Lisa. What is happening? Oh, they're all... LDL. Like, the kid that's getting pushed out always hates the next cutest kid below them. Like, I just really like the way they do it, because like I said, it's how I feel every time they do it on a show. <laughs> like, get it out of here. Oh, I think it's how I feel in my life when my parents have another Yeah, kid. also in my life. Every time they bring a new child in. Like, get out. Toto's son, El Diablos. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst Spanish that I've ever heard in my entire life. Guys, that means they're all El Diablos. That's really good Spanish. I really enjoyed that. Was- that. That was bad, bad Spanish. You're welcome, guys. It was guys. so good. The accent. <laughs> the conjugation. I took French, guys. Anyway, so uh, so the episode, it goes well, on. Well, now we have the opening credits. Yeah, it Hit goes it. on to the opening credits. And I swear to God, okay, the originals are a lot more, they're, they're like the cheery, like, as long as it's okay, This is the one that is. This is the one that looks like a death reel. It's like <laughs> by All for One, who it's did. Uh, terrifying. The song. I swear. Something like that? I swear. Oh, that yeah, that, that's who did the song. Why is it slowed down? Do we know? Who knows? Let's blame Kirk Cameron. There were like a million different versions of this song. I know Jennifer Warrens was, did it once and there was like Dusty Springfield did there it once. There is a rumor that the Dusty Springfield one was uh, sent away because of Kirk Cameron. Ah, I would I would not doubt that. But so wow. this 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 it was the, as long as we have it. It's like the kind of upbeat one. And then there's this one, and there was other versions of it. But this one, they almost feel like they picked it arbitrarily because this is the perfect time to either do a Meet the Seavers mm-hmm. intro, mm-hmm. or to keep the well, upbeat that, one. If this was a 21st century show, they would. It would have a Meet the Seavers. Yes, yeah. exactly. But yeah, 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 they didn't. They didn't do that. Kind but of regardless of that part of it, at least they could have just used a uh, a more upbeat song. They picked their normal song. Like, this is supposed to be a funny episode. Instead, they like cut to this, and I'm like, this seems like a very special episode. All of a sudden, because they had this. If I remember right, they had this version the whole. Season. Oh, yeah. Okay. The then they went back to like an old one. But yeah, for the children yeah. at home, the reason why uh, the rumor is that Kirk Cameron got rid of the Dusty Springfield version is because she's a lesbian, and you know. Right. You know how Kirk Cameron feels about that. It's those lesbians. So uh, <laughs> all the gays. Uh, so this version is. Thank God we have Kirk Cameron looking out for us. Uh, like literally, thank God, because he's responsible. <laughs> yes. Um, but this this version of the credits is slowed down. It's like we always have each other. Uh, it's like the people at home don't allow Mora's tone deafness to. 
to ruin like the actual version of it. It's not good, but like Mora is like murdering it. Well, it's like a. It sounds like someone slowed it down on like a record player, and it's, it's it sounds like it's I'm a shitty die. acapella version. That's what it is. Yeah, but the music is so much slower. Like the the pacing is way slower than it was. And they show like pictures of them all aging up with like photos. It looks like a, oh, death a darker reel. show. They would show their death pictures. Exactly. Like literally, it literally feels like. Am I watching Deadwood all of a sudden? Like it was. Yeah. Crazy. Did Grand Pains ever do like a plague episode? I know it was. It was just very ominous for it to be like a goofy. Like he screams and then it cuts to like this most ominous beginning. I'm like, this is not a Halloween episode either. So I'm like, Why seriously, it's like this is supposed to be a fun sitcom. Exactly, especially this episode. It's like a real goofy. And, yeah, episode. This, this wasn't a very special episode or anything. Like they had that the Matt Perry yeah. died episode. Yeah, I understand this run. being like the yeah. music you, you do when it's like a sad episode. Exactly, that's right. what I yeah. thought. And I'm like, oh my god, this just but became no, real. But no, the whole real. season was a very special episode. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, so then the credits roll, which is horrifying, and then uh, that's when I, again, I, f- I forgot, I knew Ashley Johnson was on a show like in the back of my mind, but I just was really like, The Whoa, far back in your, of your mind. I forgot like she was like an active like walking around talking. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, gosh, this is like when she Jesus was. Jesus Christ, Mora. What sorry. are you no, in your brain? No, she was fully formed as, as a teenager for what women want like that's how she well I knew she had done recess so I knew she had to have been young but I didn't know what she She did she's brain fully formed from someone's forehead and just was a child actor at that point as all child actors do of course yep Uh, but yeah so uh, then we he's immediately like thrust into I mean earlier he was thrust into it but this is like really like he gets up and starts walking around and people are like really fucking with him and they're saying like you know say your line again say your line again which is like yeah and the director's speaking again, he's like, who is that? Is that God? And the one on the stage hand is like, he is to me. Waka waka. <laughs> and then I re- I'm seeing, like, on the credits, there are five writers for this episode of television, to which I What was out that? And- I'm like, it- what is this, John Doe? <laughs> what a... <laughs> I want- I'm gonna take a screen cap of that, too, because there's so many writers, it literally takes up the entire screen. <laughs> I was like, you don't need that many writers for this episode of television. I'm like, you don't need that many writers for any episode of Growing Pains. It's crazy. I'm confused. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, so he gets up and starts walking around. They're telling him he has to say his line again, which is that I've got to tell mom and dad how sorry I am and how much I love them. Which is like, no. <laughs> Come on. Just calm the hell down. Uh, but yeah, so he he refuses to say the line, even though, like, honestly, if I woke up in an uh, alternate universe where I was on TV, I'd be freaked out, but I'd be able to handle it, because I know what they're asking of me. They say what they're asking of you, because actors, I, I mean, I'm sure some actors are smart, but they spell it out, like, just say your he, line again, and here is the it's line. It's so mentally like, deficient. What? Who are you? <laughs> I was like, what are you You're talking about? Like, again, jumping ahead, but, like, Mike, of all people, is able to figure this shit out. <laughs> Yeah, Mike is thriving. Uh, I got so many questions to get to when we get to that bit because I don't even know where to go from there. But yeah, so but yeah, he 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 is like, oh yeah. Um, well, for he just kind of reacts like, um, bye. Leaves the set, runs off trying to find his family, and then runs into Alan Thick, who's on the phone. And I'm sorry, like again, I loved Alan Thick. I think he just does great in this. This is he. He's got the Passover paid with Morgan Fairchild. I think he. Yeah. I wish I could do an Alan Thick impression. Yeah, he, I wish I could too because he's so smooth. Like it was amazing. So like, unscathed. This whole show. Yeah. This show is again kind of like hot garbage. This for is a how lot Robin Thick tricked everyone because he sounds exactly like his father. Exactly, and he is just so. Like it's just like it's that it's like that like chemical where you put water on it and it slides right off. <laughs> That's just Alan Thicke. <laughs> what is 
what's it called? Hydrophobic, hydrophobic stuff. Like it's he literally like he's just so good. And like even when he is being like a little goofy in certain scenes in this, as Alan Thicke, he just really sells it in a way that the other actors aren't terrible at. I guess I, he does it the yeah. best. I love yeah, that you mentioned like Teflon, but you're like I'm gonna make like the weirdest well, comparison to anything. I say hydrophobic. I'll link to a video of it. There's a reason why. Like, it's not Teflon. It's hydrophobic. It's a whole well, like, It's like that chemical where like water just slides off stuff. Like what? Hydrophobic. I would have said turtle wax, so uh, I don't even know. No, but what I'm yeah, saying is, way, what I'm iron. saying, guys, is that shit's all amateur Alan hour. Alan is the human equivalent of turtle wax. No, no, he's that. a hydrophobic chemical, whatever. But like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, turtle. You're wax. making it weirder. That shit is all amateur hour. He is like the real deal that <laughs> they use in like the fucking JPL labs, guys. Anyway, so oh my god, I'm talking beakers, burners. <laughs> oh, yeah. But so he, so he, he's, he's talking to his, like, it was his agent maybe or something, I guess, or yeah, somebody who's yeah. talking about how they're, like, I can't do it, but I have to be at the Disney, uh, ribbon cutting, um, but he's arguing between that, and then he also brings up, there's also a line about, um, he doesn't want to do the new match game, he wants to do the new Hollywood Square. Yeah. And then later on he yeah. says, center square or I walk! Which and I then love. he's, like, saying, just, like, get rid of Urkel or something, but I, actually, honestly, I was like, well, wouldn't you want to get rid of Whoopi if there's a center square situation? Well, oh, this was, no, this was the pre-Whoopi. So, so it's pre-New-New? So yeah. yeah, I guess Urkel would have been, been in the center. It would have been the very first reboot of it, I guess. Cause... Alf would have been in the center. What are you talking oh, about, Oh, good Urkel? God, Alf. Jesus. That demon. Alf, that's El Diablo that right there. You're just like, Alf. can we talk about how you're a Satanist, Lisa? <laughs> Oh, I really, I loved Alf when it was on, by the way. Oh, no, no, just throwing that out there. Ugh. I'm trying to okay, not uh, get invited so, back at this point, I think. Well, no, we're not going to have an Alf episode, episode on the watch <laughs> And you're going to watch it, and you're going to be like, oh, shit. And I'm going to be like, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, El Diablo. El Diablo. <laughs> um... <laughs> Was it Gato? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to make a pussy joke. Piece of shit. Anyway, so so he's talking to Alan Thicke, and Alan Thicke is honestly very nice, even like charming beyond like his performance. Like he's just like, look, I'm not your dad. Yeah, like, not I that care I don't about care about you, like my own son. It's like Ooh. Robin Thicke. Now we know what happened to Robin Thicke. He watched this episode, and he's like, you you love me the same as you love Jeremy Miller. It's time to I guess just be black. <laughs> Jesus. I think that the best the best part about the Alan Thick bits are is he is the most uh, willing, I think, to make fun of himself. I think the rest of them mm-hmm. are kind of just playing like really boring random I feel bad just himself. because Joanna Kearns brings in her terrible acting daughter. Oh god, what was that? But yes, yeah, so he Was that a real daughter? Yes, yes it daughter. was! That's, you couldn't tell uh, from the terrible acting? Oh, <laughs> one line? Oh. Across the entire episode, I, I already I couldn't tell between crew and like actors. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, the episode did well, make me wish that, pains. The episode did make me wish Joanna Kearns like uh, worked in front of the camera still, not behind the camera. She's great. Yeah, she didn't have much to do, and she wasn't playing much more like, than just like an ordinary. Tray, version, but she was like, but... just killing that. That was great. That was so. That oh whole, no! Oh. Yeah, she was. Oh my god! That That's what I'm telling you. Those are the so- the most solid bits of this show in this episode were the parents. They were so much better than the rest. I mean, they were adult actors. That's part of it. But like but at the same time, it's god. understandable given everything that was yeah. happening. Exactly. But- yeah. Well, and I think uh, like Joanna Kearns, I 
her and Alan Thicke, I think, had the most fun with it. Like Exactly. The whole thing with Hans, like, it was just... They understood what they were really doing. really enjoying being able to step outside of... Exactly. ...the usual, like, oh, mom. Just make out with Hans, so. They've acted outside of this a lot more than the other ones have, I think. I mean, Kirk Cameron, maybe, but even him. He's just so uptight. Who knows? But so, so they're, they're, they're arguing at first, and then he freaks out, runs off, finds uh, Joanna Karens, and... and she has a real daughter that shows up and she's like, well, first she's like, mom. And I'm like, I'm amazed that these actors are just like, I mean, there are, it's obviously it's a dream and it's a crazy, but they're like reacting like him saying mom and dad is not that weird. I'm like, I'd be kind <laughs> it's of It's like Jeremy now. just became a character actor or something. <laughs> That's what yeah, doing. like, what, and then she does say like, I can't run lines with you right now. What I hate is so. how like, when they, some of the times when they explain things, it's like, you're not explaining it to like your coworker who's like having a mental breakdown. You're like explaining it to like an audience member. Like, this is what happens on TV. Like, uh, and I get most it, of Kirk Cameron's also... dialogue is like, yes, we understand how TV works, Kirk Cameron. We don't need to sit here and do this, like, eight times. But, yeah, so he, so he's, um, he's kind of freaking out, and he goes to her, and at first she's very receptive, or she's like, it's okay. And, um, then her daughter runs up, which is her real-life daughter, mm-hmm. and, uh, says to him, like, uh, like, Mom, can I go somewhere after, after this, after I'm here? And she reacts, or he reacts, like, My sister, my daughter, my sister, my daughter, they Chinatown it, which is upsetting to compare this show to Chinatown. And then he freaks the fuck out, he's like, who the hell's this, basically? And she's like, it's my daughter. And he's like, my sister, yeah, my sister, my daughter. And so she... She kind of reacts, like... You do know the difference between TV and real life. Yeah, like... Again, like, addressing the audience. We already get it at this point, but then... The daughter says to him, I used to think you were hot. And it's like the worst line reading that that tells you this person is not an actor. And also just like, no one believes that. Like, if you're going (laughs) to have to be an actor, you have to sell that kind of a line and then did not do it. It's like, I guess I have to say this line. I did not believe that. And, uh, so then they, uh, then they move on from her. She, and then, oh, I can't skip over Hans. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, Hans shows up. I don't think, was he real? I don't think he's real. No, no, no. She was. No. She's like I my guess, real life maybe friend. Maybe in a relationship, so yeah, friend. That was the funniest line reading in the whole thing. God, my friend, <laughs> Hans. Um, but he is like her, I guess you know, boyfriend, and he immediately. F- oh, I I did like the part. The only good part of the Jerry Miller, Jeremy Miller bits is when she kisses Hans. Like, she kisses him because he's, like, a big, tall, handsome dude. So he comes over and she, she's like, oh, it's, it's you, honey. And they kiss, like, pretty centrally. And then, like, the minute Hans stops kissing her, Jeremy, like, kicks him in the butt. Like, in the butt. Like, and I say the butt on purpose. Like, I'm not saying kicks him in the ass. I mean, like... He just taps his shoe on his butt. Like, it's so funny. It's such, like, a Kirk Cameron supervised move where he just taps <laughs> his foot onto the butt. And, uh, and he, he's like, what are you doing? That's my mom. And he's like, yes. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm fucking a bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, you're not my dad. And he's like, ah. He's like, I'm happy about this. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, of course I'm not your dad. You just like, kicked what? me in the butt. And... <laughs> It's so true. But so, uh, then he, then he kind of, like, really loses his mind, because I, I would get, like, that's the point where you really would kind of lose it, because, like, it's all, well, like, good that people But maybe you'd figure shit like, out! Right, exactly. But at that point, you could be maybe, like, a little bit 
Like, okay, maybe this is, like, a weird situation where everyone's pranking me. But at that point, when your mom's, like, making out with some random dude, you're like, uh-oh, like, this is weird. And I, he does react, I guess, kind of appropriately there. But then, like, he decides to keep on the move and try and find somebody else who'll, like, listen to him. Because he's like, nothing makes sense here. Everything is wrong. Um, but so, he runs into another room and knocks over a lighting he, guy. He, the guy with the ladder that he knocks over! Oh my god! He, like, bursts into the room and then just, like, stumbles right over him, which, I mean... He, like, tackles him. I don't know why... Yeah. He's like, get off this ladder in my house! Is basically what he's thinking. It makes no sense. But, so, he immediately, like, knocks him over, and, of course, Tracy Gold is there, I guess, running lines or something, and she's like, up, oh, call the nurse, he made, the, the klutz made another mistake or, or did another thing. And Which they, that means that like Jeremy Miller in this world is also like just, he's garbage. <laughs> so they, they kind of already expect him to be like crazy like this. But I guess so. Which is kind of okay. It makes sense that they're not reacting like why are you acting like such a fucking weirdo? <laughs> but it's still like no one's really like why. Are, I feel like he's nowadays. I'm surprised no happened. one tries to have him committed during this. Exactly. Episode. I'm like why? Why are they not reacting? Like did you have a psychotic break? Because honestly. It's LA. It's like, do we possible. need to replace another like, kid? Why is that not the storyline? Oh, it's line? not LA though. It's not LA. Where is the set? Uh, it's got to be. They've got to be filming in New York because he asks to be taken. No, the- I still think it's money. LA. The show, the show is set in New York, but like it was filmed like Burbank. So I thought well, I know that, but in this in this episode, no, I know Lisa, know, and I still think it, it was set. I think it was still set in Burbank. It's still nonsense. <laughs> it's absolute nonsense. Meet the Meet the Seavers is set in New York, I guess. I don't think so. I, I think it's all still... No, being... I think within the... Within it's, a, the it's a dream anyway, show, so... Yeah, within his dream, it's being filmed in New York because the limo driver doesn't bat an eye about being asked to be taken along. That's why I think he was. I think it was literally that it was that situation where he drove him across the country like it was no big Because so being a dream, it, was, it just takes one second. Exactly. Like, I, think, see, I don't know. So. There's not a lot of logic to it, so it could be either way. But I, I, I choose to live in a world where he drove across was, the country. The was like, you moved? No. It's not even like a Vampire Diary situation where it's like the same coast. Like, it will be forever. So, I don't know. But so, so they, so they, uh, they, they basically like treat him like shit because they, they don't like the real life Jeremy I guess uh, which is really sad because this is Jeremy <laughs> playing this person but she's like ah call the nurse he did he did something stupid again and then he like grabs her and he's like like listen to me uh, Chrissy or whatever he listen to me uh, Carol. Carol sorry Carol. listen to me Carol I can't take another person now listen to me and he like shakes her all aggressive and I I, I found that scene very like, no careful her bones <laughs> I know, I know. Carol, her little bones God. And then so yeah. she kind of reacts like, uh, bye. I, she asked one of the guys, rightly so. She doesn't even really respond to his bullshit. She's just like, can I go? And then the guy's like, yeah. He, he's like, you're my sister. Like, I don't have any brothers. I have several sisters, though. All of whom are mighty talented. Which was, why was she like, is that like a in-joke or something? I don't know. I, oh, one of her sisters is also an agent who worked with her father. So I don't know. Maybe it's just like a shout out. Okay. To Bam. It was kind of an odd. Like she looked right at the camera and like winked, basically, which is great. But like it didn't really make a ton of sense. I mean, I wrote my notes so bizarre, but like that's just it, it was part of the episode. Exactly. Like this episode. I was... just stopped noting when things were bizarre. Actually, by this point. <laughs> <laughs> so you just didn't take any notes. <laughs> no, I was just like, you no notes. I just like threw up my hands. Like I'll, just, I'm just gonna roll with it because I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. And then they told her, like, she wasn't uh, needed to, like, the shoot at night, so she was like, time to go shopping or whatever. And then, so, she heads off, and he's now, again, alone, although... Oh, my God. Like, Chrissy her up. sister, her sister was Missy Gold, who was on uh, Benson. She was the little girl on Benson. Ah. Okay, so that's, that's why, why that it was a shout-out. Okay, good, that makes more yeah. sense. 
So, yeah, so they're, they're like, reacting, like, what? Uh, why would you be so, like, freaked out? Like, what? And then she just leaves. And then Chrissy shows up. Well, no, this is after, uh, first Jeremy's like, I'm gonna close my eyes and I'll be back right. home. Blah, 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 and blah, blah. And then opens his eyes, and we get one of the first the creepy POV shots, which I don't love. Uh, and she, <laughs> like, hobbles up, like, Leslie Johnson shows hey! up. And he's like, hi, it's you. Are you Chrissy, You're Chrissy, right? right? Let's say you're Chrissy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm Chrissy. And then, coming, but, what did she say? this summer. <laughs> coming this summer, I'm also gonna be Annie. And then she, she needs to grab, like, I love this a part. Box or something? How, how did she get like the music going? But she does something. I think they just had it like cute okay. whenever she wants I wasn't to sing sure. I know she just starts right into it. So she basically like gets up and just starts doing the dance from Anne. She just like hit it. And like they have like lighting cues ready to go. I'm like I. Oh yeah, well everybody's so tickled by it. They totally indulge her in this entire song. And well, I have to say, <laughs> that, uh, by the time it's over, everyone starts like standing arm in arm and like moving back and forth, like singing along. It was everybody. I do not understand where that came from. I just assume that's what the set was like. Uh, oh, Nancy yeah, Johnson wanted to sing Annie's song. She sang fucking Annie's song. Uh, and you would deal with it. I don't even know where to begin with that. But yeah, so so she's just singing singing Annie full, full blast. And it's like total chaos. Because like the whole set, it kind of, like, that's again. That's what he that's what he responds appropriately. Yeah. Because that's insane. It kind of comes across like a body snatchers or something. Like everything kind of goes like crazy for a minute. And he kind of is just like, I need to get the fuck out of here. So he goes running off, as you would, and, um, he, again, then, then he stumbles across, like, he's basically, like, going, like, it's, like, Wizard of Oz. He meets them all one by one as they've all, like, as their, their actual actor versions. But he doesn't load them up because he's too stupid so to stupid. figure out what's happening. And he runs into Kurt Cameron, and... Who signed an autograph for like the a ladies. a of teen girl. It was so gross. How'd they get on set? Don't know. Um, I, something tells me that Kirk Cameron has him, like, piped in every day for his ego, but either way. How dare you, Maura? But, um. How dare you? <laughs> he doesn't have an ego. He believes How in the Lord. How dare you insinuate something <laughs> about He doesn't have an ego. He believes in Mm-mm. the Lord. I'm so sorry. He believes in El Diablo, maybe. But, uh, so. Well, no. Don't up on Lisa's territory. <laughs> but, so. so... <laughs> So he he's like standing there signing autographs, and this is why I don't totally get the episode because wouldn't he like kind of understand what Ben's talking about at first? Well, no, he's not gonna like tip his hand because Chelsea's there. Oh, well, you know, just yeah. tell her to shut the door and give him a minute. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's stupid. But so she's spying on him. Obviously, she's like all over him as soon as she walks well, out of the trailer. Teen so like, girls just signing autographs. But you know, forbid, heaven forbid, we suggest that Kirk Cameron's anything but pious and uh, what do you call it? Like a uh, honorable, like the the hydrophobic chemical. No, <laughs> he's the opposite of that. He is a non-hydrophobic chemical. Okay, he is wet sand. <laughs> What's so upsetting? <laughs> so they're they're like it's him, and then Chelsea kind of sticks her head out. Um, she's inside his trailer, which again is kind of suggestive, to be totally honest. But I guess they're just eating lunch. But it, it's a little weird. Well, this is look at they're gonna go eat lunch. That's to me, why. I know I'm like I'm not from LA, and I don't really have that lifestyle of like trailers. But to me, I'm like it seems a little bit like you know like, salacious, that she's, like, hanging out in his trailer, because to me... That's just your weird morning. Well, to me, trailers are, like, where it's people live. She's just sitting there, and he's standing outside signing autographs, so you can't be that salacious when they're not even in the same room. I don't know. I, to me, I'm like, if he's gonna go full crazy, it will be, like, can't also, be alone together. Yeah, wasn't the door open the whole time anyway, so... 
Well, they're about to shut the door. Study. I'm sure. uh, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, this uh, has Kirk Cameron saying the line where I was like at the most like this is the show explaining things to the audience, not it's the so character. Where it's like on TV she's Kate, but in real life she's my girlfriend. Like, wink. <laughs> and I did look up. I'm like, really? He's. I, I'm surprised he dated anybody. I thought he would just get married instantly <laughs> because that's what he does. But of course, he's married the next year. So exactly. He wasn't totally wrong. Uh, but yeah, so he. Uh, he, and they're both, like, kind of just hanging out, like, what do you, what's up with you, Jeremy? You're acting real weird. And he's like, Whoa. Well, if they asked it like that, then maybe they were acting real weird, too. Exactly. What's up with you, Jeremy? You're acting real weird. It's so unrealistic to me. Also, obviously, that's, that, it, it, we find out later on it is Mike. Spoiler alert. But, like, it's unrealistic that it would be Kurt Cameron, because he would be like, hey, have you heard the good news? <laughs> like, I doubt he, 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 he said that every day when someone tried to talk to him. I don't know. If anybody would, it'd be him. We're gonna get so much hate for this episode because you- Oh, from Kirk Cameron? Because you are insulting the word of God and the word of Kirk Cameron. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, he didn't talk to Tracy Gold for like eight or nine years, right? So, I think he was probably pushing it pretty hard when he was working there. I don't know. But he's a a crazy person. So he he comes across just like a real cash dude. (laughs) Like, no big deal. And uh, Ben- Ben, uh, Jeremy slash Ben, like, freaks out and runs away from him as well. So he's basically, at that point, he's hit every roadblock which, he can. This also he's actually had, like, the other line I enjoyed in this episode, which was when he yelled, hey, I just want to get out of here, and Kirk Hammer says, hey, not so loud. Remember what happened to Shelley Long? I did enjoy that line, I will <laughs> that say. That was crazy. Yeah, that was great. Oh, God. But so then he goes running off, um, and then he says, I need to get out of here again, like, to himself. He just keeps repeating that. And some, one of his, I guess it's his driver or some random driver. I'm like, he's so dumb not to get it at this point. Exactly. And the driver's like, you want to go home? I'll drive you home. He's like, well, yeah, it's 15 Robin Hood Lane, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay. And he gets in the- well, he, Watch he's he like, you moved? Like, that's not your house. Yeah. I'm like, that's where me, that's, that's, I respected the supernatural of it all, where at least they were, like, interested in what the fuck their lives were like in this world. Like, wouldn't you want to know? Like, I'm sure Jeremy Miller- Apart from the, the drugs and the alcohol or whatever, he probably had a modest living arrangement. I'm sure you'd want to see what your house is like if you were a, a famous actor mm-hmm. in L.A., right? Like, to me, I'm like, oh, that's the first thing I would do is just go there. But instead, he's like, I want to go to... Especially, given what we know about this version of Ben, like, he would want to abuse this as much as possible. And also, like, if, you, if you're literally, like, seeing your actual mom and your actual dad, like, kissing another guy and, like, talking about his, like, you know... I'd kick him in the butt. <laughs> well, of course, but like if you if you saw your whole family as like these actors, you're gonna basically like die a little bit inside and have to like you know resign yourself to this new world. You're not gonna go to your actual address because those people aren't living there. Like you're in an alternate universe, bro. Like he doesn't get that for some reason. But his house is like a set. Like it's not like it's like a little bit of his house. Like where like it's a new set or something. He wakes up onto. He wakes up onto his bedroom set. So he must know at this point. Like he's such an idiot. Like there's so <laughs> many things here that he should have realized. There's no way I'm gonna like drive to 15 Robin Hood Lane and there's gonna be my house and my mom and dad because then why the hell just did this all just happen? So anyways, he he has the driver take him there even though it's far away. Uh, according to Lisa, it's only a couple like an hour or two. I like to believe that he just drove across the country because <laughs> that's just what I want. That's the world I want to live in. But uh, so it's in Long Island. He does say it's in Long Island. That's where they live. That's where the show is set. But so they go, they go drive it off to that. And of course, as soon as they pull up, it's a car service center or something like a, uh, an automobile. Yeah, shop. it's a uh, Bub's service center. Bub's service center. Uh, Bub's uh, the guy who owns it comes up and asks for an autograph. 
for his granddaughter named Bub, which I really appreciated. That was a solid. What did, do you guys know the name of that actor? That old guy, Bill Irwin. Bill Irwin. Okay. Okay. I know some of the Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. He, yeah, he's a very he famous character actor. He's so funny. He's just a, a very. I, you could tell. I actually thought like, the little like shimmy he made after telling a joke was. Yeah, yeah. He's from Home Alone, I think. Right, like he's the the bro. He's the guy in the airport. Is he the John Candy? Candy? Yes. No, 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 no. No, no, he is in Pink Street and Automobiles, though. He is John Candy, is what you're saying. He's yes. in a lot of those John Hughes movies. Yes. Yeah. Latoya, I know all white people tend to look alike after a while, but <laughs> this is John Candy, I can tell you. Yeah, he's credited as Man in Airport, by the way. He's also an Uncle Buck. Shit, he, he is. He's been in all he's of John, John Hughes movies. John Candy! All the time you've been thinking I told you! Yeah. I was right! Uh, Home Alone. I, hold on, I'm gonna look him up and see if I can describe him better. Besides, he's just a guy in the airport. I don't know how to I mean, he's credited as man in airport, and in Play Tracer Automobiles, he's credited yeah, as man on plane. The, it's, it's, it's him and his wife. They're the ones that try and trade the tickets, and they're going to... Holy crap, yeah. he's been in eight episodes of Growing Pains, and he played different characters in each one. Fantastic. And, you know, he played janitor in two episodes, because he was oh a part God, one and God. part two. I'm also including this amazing picture of him on Star Trek, where he's wearing a green Star Trek uniform. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Dr. Quace. Okay. He's been in a million things. Like, he's... He was even in an episode of Suddenly Susan. But anyway, so... So he's, like, literally one of the most famous character actors of all time. So when he shows up, I'm thinking, oh, like, he's gonna be, like, the, you know, the crazy old guy who's got the real mystery here. Like, usually... Like, the wi- like kinda- he's the wizard... He's the wizard. Well, yeah. I, I, I want to know how you watch television. No, this is like in 17 again. You're going to have the person who's like the, the janitor who tells you. it's a But famous... this is also the Wizard of Oz. So. Well, yeah, but this, that's a pretty famous trope is that the r- random old dude who like gives you mystical advice or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, in this, it's it's to me, it's like, okay, he's just like a random guy. So I was like, okay, I'll take it, bub. And then bub says the thing to him. I, I, I'm not totally understanding what he means. I guess it's because it's the Hollywood thing again. He says the sentence, I've got some wet cement out back if you want to take your shoes off. Yeah, because he wants, like, his, like, footprint instead of, like, his handprint, like, the walk of fame. Yeah. It's just really weird. Like, <laughs> the way he says it, like, it felt really weird. And and then I guess- He's also apparently obsessed with Jeremy Miller. <laughs> yes. Jeremy Mueller. Mueller. Yes. He calls him Mueller. So he doesn't like him he's- that much. No, he's fronting. He- I- <laughs> He's, he's totally fronting. He's, yeah, he says he has a granddaughter named Bub. Like, he's fronting. Okay, you know what, guys? He bought that gas station on whatever Mockingbird Yeah, he did that. Oh, my God! He did that on purpose! Jeremy Mueller. Every Holy time, shit, he did. Like, a psychotic break and came looking for him. That's what happened. But, like, why is he, like, Robin keeping Hood, wet yeah. cement out back? Like, just in just case. Just in case. Jeremy Miller stops by. <laughs> my God, Laura. He explained it all. He missed so much of the But also, it also, like, the concept of saying that to an underage kid is like real creepy because he's like got so much why did you go there like because a child you don't just have a child step in what's a man it's weird alright Jesus Christ why it was a really weird lie. I got really creeped out by it. So if, but, so if Jeremy had gone to get that cement, he, we'd never see him again. <laughs> you don't know. I've been listening to a lot of oh, undisclosed God. guys. I don't know what was going to happen. But so, so he, oh, Jeremy Miller was 15, by the way, so he wasn't 16. Yeah, he was even younger. So <laughs> well, I'm just saying that they, were, they weren't lying when they said that he was like not old enough to drive. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. He just, yeah. yeah. So, but so he, so he, he gets away from Uncle <laughs> Uncle Bob. <laughs> 
concept is hilarious to me but anyway so he leaves with the driver again the driver brings him back to the set instead of his house again he should go to his real house but he goes back to the set everyone's still working because they're not like and then, like, Miller, with, with the main station like we, you gotta go you gotta go film your fucking scene and he kind of like, says no and then he's the- like i can't act and the guy's like oh it's okay the writers can't write like <laughs> this episode hates the show right the writers are admitting how much they hate this the show it's kind of i mean i know it's probably in jokey which again the supernatural episode's very in jokey but like that show the criticisms were more lauded at like how insane everybody was so it was more jokey this felt like it honestly it kind of felt like a little biting when they were making those kind of mm-hmm. comments because like they didn't have the same kind of like established like alternate universe stuff that that show and other shows has done whereas when this show references itself like that it it feels like it's really referencing itself like it's feels like it's just it's saying yeah, that it's, it's, it's terrible critical. but it also knows that audiences at the time are it's gonna go over their heads basically so they could get away with it, what it feels like. Yeah, it's really rough. So then the, the PA or, or whatever, the, the, the set guy, he carries him into the, the into the set and puts him back on his mark, which is like, honestly, even that like felt kind of weird. He's a child well, actor. Also, there must be some kind of rule against doing that kind of crazy shit. Well, at the shit, same time, he still doesn't get what's happening. Exactly. Just go along with it, dude. You only had to do, like, the one and then, scene and leave. Or have like, yeah, they, they showed him clearly. This is, like, what happened then, but he still doesn't get it. He still does not get it. Honestly, it's a scathing indictment of how the poor kid was probably a real-life addict and no one intervened because no one gave a shit on the set. <laughs> oh my god, real. But anyway, so so they, they they carry him back to the set and he just they, they try and get him to retake the whole scene and finally, finally, he like, He okay, almost gets it. I guess I he, should just redo it all like it was before. But and he still doesn't, still doesn't do that. Do still doesn't do it at all. And he tries to, like, remember what he said the night before. It hasn't been that long. I don't even think it's that. He's forgotten it. It's just, like, he still does not he's get what's idiot. happening. He's an idiot. And so he's sitting in the car, <laughs> and he, like, does the whole, like, comes out, I was just joyriding, oh, same scene as that first opening scene of the episode. Um, and then they're, like, obviously, then it cuts to another scene later on, even because he's doing terribly. Every scene they cut to, it's, like, him struggling to even get, like, two words together. Like, he's suddenly forgotten how to speak. And, uh, so then, there's a, there's a great part later on when they're in the, the, the kitchen, they're doing, like, the next scene the morning after, where he's apologizing, and he's trying to remember his lines, and Alan Fick is, like, feeding him lines. It was great! Because I feel, again, it's like, Alan Fick and, 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 uh, Joanne Kearns are just so much more, they're, like, this is really where it highlights it, because they're doing the same thing he's doing, but they're doing it so well. Like, and I guess yeah. it's partly supposed to be, like, you know, Ben's an idiot, but it's just to me... He is an idiot, because, like, in his mind, like, this conversation just happened. There's no reason he should forget anything that happened. And it was, it was so, like, premeditated on his part, the conversation initially. Yeah, like, he, was, he, he was reading he, lines that planned. time, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like, he, he was it's, saying yeah, what it's he something saw he, he like, did. planned. Like, the whole... You know, I guess it's just so hard, you know, for a teenager. Like, that kind of stuff, like... That's not something he would have just, like, had on the fly, because he's an idiot, as we know. Yeah, he had, so he had to plan that beforehand. Exactly. And, and then when he reacts to them, 
honestly, he should be struggling at first because he's not, this, this version of Ben is not an actor. But honestly, once you do the first bit, acting is obviously a very complicated profession if you really want to get good at it. But, like, anybody could do, like, the basics of what they're asking you to do. It might not be good, but at least you can understand how to read back a line. Like, that's not the most... Oh, no, see, I understand about acting from sitcoms exclusively. And so I know that there's no way you can just, like, naturally fall into it. You have to act like adult the whole time. Exactly. Because otherwise, the audience won't understand that you're trying to act and you're not really an actor. They might get confused exactly. and think they're actually watching this show. And that's fine. Yeah. I understand that. It's very complicated. I understand that version of it, but he doesn't even, like, attempt to just, like, play it naturally. Like, once he understands what's going on, he should not continue to struggle so intensely. Because he basically needs to act like himself because he's playing the character he is. So it's, like, it's stupid. So... So anyway, so he, he, it's so convoluted for an episode of Growing Pains to be, but it's, that's what's going on. And, uh, he, so, uh, meanwhile, again, Thick is just feeding him lines, like, he can't remember what he's saying, and Thick's just, like, saying it, which I just love. And, uh, he's, uh, then at the, by the end of the whole scene, they rap, and he says, uh, like, he apologizes, they're like, it's okay. And then the same scene from earlier where he wanted them to, like, forgive him and then eat hot dogs, which is really gross. Because it was like yeah, the hot dog thing was weird. It was like before. three in the roast morning. Roast uh, those hot dogs. Morning. But it felt like it was like three in the morning at that point. But I know it probably wasn't. Which makes it, even less. It sense. was nine fifty-seven. It was three minutes before ten o'clock on a Friday night. Then why are they eating hot dogs again? Not to go back to where we were before, but like, why are they eating hot dogs first thing in the morning if this was the next day? Next, this is not this the next day, Mora. The, next day. the night the when they're scene. addressing him is the night. Okay. When when he wakes up like and goes downstairs, to... that's the morning. Yeah. I feel like we need to uh, write out a timeline here to like, better explain this. He's jumped back into the scene of... He's jumped back into that night. I'm just an idiot. I know. But I, to me, my timeline... Is, so let's, get all, let's get like full on undisclosed. Let's cement and all. So my timeline is he comes home in the car. Yes. He, he argues with them. He goes yes. inside, argues with them again. At 10 p.m. Yes. And then he wants to get the hot dogs. They yeah, say yeah, no, and he goes upstairs to bed, grumble, grumble. And yes. then, that's what the scene should be when they're shooting the scene in the episode, but in the episode... It is! That's what they're, sta- that's what they're doing. But the episode begins with him in bed. That's because TV no. shoots things out of order, Oh, Mora. okay, so that was supposed to be the morning of yeah. everything happening. Like, unrelated. Or the day no, after. They filmed, they filmed that's the scene you in- see! Okay. I buy it's that. Just they things are shot out of order in TV. And then they filmed the the driveway, and then they filmed the kitchen. Okay, I dig it. That makes a lot more sense. Oh, no, no, I know why you're confused. I know why you're confused. You're thinking when he wakes up in the bedroom and there's the guy blowing the smoke. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That was rehearsal. That wasn't filming. Ah, okay. That makes sense. That's why I was so confused. I was like, why is that Again, uh, Tracy Gold just says, like, you don't need me till the night shoot, right? Yeah. Okay. There's no audience when he wakes up. Right. Right. That's why I was so lost. I was like, what's (laughs) happening? Okay, so I totally you. get it. Are you sure you get it, Mora? Are we going to go through this again? I, I think we're good. I think <laughs> okay. that makes sense now. Because I think you understood what I was saying, finally. Because it's hard to get across. It's such a fucking convoluted episode. It's not that hard, Mora. <laughs> it, it's, it's a little bizarre for them to have him, like, getting smoked. I mean, if they were stuff. shooting at all in, in, the, in the first half of the episode, then he was really fucking shit up. But they're all just walking yeah. around or just standing around. No, that open, that, that's a question now that I didn't think about before. If okay, so <laughs> Jesus Christ, do you did more in the in the dream universe? The mm-hmm. episode, like, what is what happens in the episode between when he gets yelled at and when he comes downstairs? Well, no, exactly. here's my thing. I think the actors already exist in the dream universe. 
But then the the real people can be transported inside of them, basically. Right, but what oh, happens? Creepy. I mean, in the in the Meet the Seavers episode where Ben Joy rides in the car and he gets caught and he goes mm-hmm. upstairs, does he have a dream? But he doesn't. He doesn't go upstairs in the in the TV show because they forgive him. And in freeze oh, frame, right. it's, okay, you're they right. have hot dogs. Right. So that's why I was so, confused why that scene even exists. Yeah. It shouldn't. In why? the same universe, so the shows are like five minutes long. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a Adult Swim episode, yeah, or something. Maybe Mike and Carol <laughs> had clips. something to do in the episode in the Dream Universe. Yeah, oh, no. that's true. But yeah, so anyway, so that <laughs> mystery solved. Uh, Adnan's getting an acquittal. Uh, so um, we they forget they forgive him for the the misstep of his joyriding, and they're like, "It's okay, son," just like he wanted to happen. And uh, then the mom, I love, oh my god, Joanna Kearns delivers the best, but she just is like, well, Alan Thick says, uh, we forgive you, how about those hot dogs, sweetie? And she's like, oh yeah, uh, I, I would love nothing more than to cook you guys up some hot dogs. And like, <laughs> smile to the camera. I'm like, it's like almost like a really like cynical and intense like criticism of like feminism on TV in the 80s, because it was like... Really, she was criticizing the fact that, like, 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 you know, oh, the only reason I'm here is to make you hot dogs. That's kind of what she said. I'm so upset it was hot dogs. I know! At 10 o'clock at night! At 10 o'clock at night! It's crazy! And I don't think she wanted hot dogs. She was gonna just make them for them. And I was like, what? At 10 o'clock at night, that's not right. It isn't right. It's very unhealthy. Very poor parenting. I mean, if Growing uh, Page was a different show, we would be led to believe that Ben wanted hot dogs at 10 o'clock because he was high. He was out getting high. Well, for Cameron thing. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, so he, so he, um, they, 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 uh, they agreed, she agrees to make the hot dogs, and then off screen, a dog whimpers, and then she goes, don't worry, Spot. He said hot dogs. And then everyone's freezing. It was so good. And then they all, they freeze frame. So this freeze show was- frame is on point, man. Yeah. No, we have to, we have to explain this. So this show, and most shows, like we've mentioned before, like Family Matters did it. I think Full House did definitely it. definitely did it. Basically every, every show from that era did like a freeze frame like a retrospective of the episode where they'd have like shots of everybody frozen like not frozen like standing frozen but like just screen caps of the episode basically and they'd, like, they'd run them through with the credits so in this instead of like letting that happen i guess this version of me deceivers they just do the freeze frame on the episode so as they say their final line the the spot you didn't know uh, they freeze and literally like freeze still as if they're frozen it's great and then you get alan thick like laughing and like like putting an arm out and then joanna kearns is like pointing to him like ah and they like freeze and then ben is like turning like what are you guys doing you're what are you why are you and then he's like, like it's for the freeze frame yeah <laughs> like, with through so grid good. teeth alan thick's like for the freeze frame yeah Oh, ever the professional. You can't ruin the freeze frame. Yes, he's the professional it. man. Yeah, and so Alan Thick. And then Yo. this, like, really, like, set. Like, why is this the thing that really sets him because off? Because he's like, still getting. Should... He's so fucking dumb. But like, you just finally finished the, the day. You shouldn't ruin it by totally bursting your bubble again. And so instead, he does it again. He freaks the fuck out. He runs into the audience and starts climbing over people in the studio audience. Which I'm sure, like, <laughs> do you guys think that those were extras? Or I think like, they were, they were um, the, I'm guessing the real audience, except for the guy whose toupee he pulled off. He was toupee. a player. Yeah, it was like a Saturday Night Live audience. Like, yeah. some of them were real audience. Those people must have been actors. thrilled. So, right into the show, guys, if you were in that <laughs> You audience. seem real, and then he rips off his toupee. Yeah. <laughs> that was insane. <laughs> so 
as he's climbing through the audience, he like stumbles across a random guy, and literally, I don't. Does he say that into it, or is it like? Yeah, he says, "You seem real." Oh god, I didn't hear that part. I just, I was so focused on him, like literally yanking the toupee off the bro. It was awful. And he grabs it, and he's just like, "What?" And then like the the um the hype guy. If you've never seen any kind of live studio stuff the guy that comes out and like talks to the audience beforehand he comes over and he's like oh all the wacky stuff you see on the set of uh growing Jerry Miller yeah <laughs> everyone claps like awkwardly because he just basically assaulted a guy and everyone's like oh my god and he like he like tries to awkwardly put the toupee back on it's terrible and then and Kirk Cameron is like let me talk to him basically well like before yeah before that even really happens like he goes back down and he's like just running around the set like a madman. I'm like, what? Who would let him? Like, at this point, he is getting. I wish Hodge would have come back to kick him in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> but at that point, he should be committed, okay? Like, he literally has lost. He's literally assaulting, like, a studio member, studio audience members. He's going home. He's going home and he's going home to see a therapist. So instead of all that, he just goes running through the set again. Like, he just runs away and then goes back onto the set. He stumbles he into get Kirk what's Cameron, who's, in, who's running lines in a room. And, like, um, they're ready to, like, take him to see the wizard or whatever. And, like, <laughs> yes. And Kirk Cameron's like, no, let me talk to him. Yeah, I can help. Let me have a moment alone with him. And this, again, this is where I'm like, have you heard the good news? But no. We find out it's Mike. It's actually Mike. Mike fell asleep years This ago. happened to him five years ago, so apparently. stupid. It was so... Which is... <sighs> Yeah, but could, like could explain questions. could yeah. it explain like everything that happened to Kirk Cameron? Oh my god. He fell yeah, what if time inside the dream I... past moves faster and that's why Chrissy is older all of a sudden? What? Yeah. Uh, oh. oh my god, you guys. I think we just unlocked something here. <laughs> but yeah, Mike Mike fell asleep studying five years ago, which I'm like, that's not a reason to what? And also Mike doesn't study. <laughs> like what? Like everything about it felt really hinky. But um, he well, no, he didn't study. That's the thing. Oh, he, he was, suppo- he was, was supposed studying, to. Though. Or no, no he, I was supposed either. to be studying. Gotcha. And I fell asleep. Uh, honestly, the fact That's that he the says I was gonna study at all is like, nah. <laughs> he, I feel like that was actually he specifically does not say. Really? Oh my god! Yeah, like, like passing. Yeah, because no, it's definitely an episode where he passes out because he's supposed to be studying. It's the episode where he cheats and writes the answers on his shoes. Yeah, yeah, oh. and when he, he, he actually walk on the sides of his shoes, but he actually remembers it all because he took the time yeah to write from it like yeah. writing it all down, yeah. so he doesn't oh need god. to cheat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's where he passes <laughs> out from fucking show. Yeah, yeah uh, he's supposed to study, is what he says. Not I was gonna study. So technically, in the it's universe, specific. it's split off at that point, and that's like his. Which honestly. Given the timeline in the episode, it makes sense that that would be when everything yeah, shifted. Yeah, it's circa a whole new world. Uh, but so he he um he comes back basically like, oh hey, it's actually me, Mike. Calm down, don't we can't talk here because there's Mike. So he takes him outside. He's like, it's me, Mike, and I'm like, the episode's already been like really rocky at this point, like craziness. It veers so far to the left when this happened. I was just like, what? This is like a pot like. What were they expecting of audiences at the time? Were they going to be able to follow this? Because- like I said, this was just like the staple of like 80s, early uh, early 90s shows where like you have like like, like fucking steve Like shows, yeah. episodes of television mm-hmm. like that. They just did it and like, because they're like, well, nothing's going to carry over to next episode, so. Yeah, there's yeah. no continuity at all. Oh man, so he, he, um, he explained that's the reason why he's in this universe is he had fallen asleep studying or trying to study. And he's just Mike. Like, yeah, I'm Mike. I've been thriving here, though. <laughs> like, 
I'm I'm living the life of Kirk Cameron. Like, obviously, he's thriving. So, like, obviously, that would be like the ideal thing for Mike. Anyway, like, he has throngs of girls who want his autograph. He's like, he's a hot girlfriend. He's famous. Like, he doesn't have to study ever again. I'm. It's baffling. It's everything about it's a little baffling. But so he. Then, of course, that's when Ben really freaks the fuck out, because he, he's what? talking to Mike about it. Mike's like, be an adult, this is your world now. Yeah, like, like this is the ben life. Still I've been doesn't here for get five it. fucking years. He's like, uh, and then he says, no, I'm not gonna do that. He's like, you have to deal with it, buddy, they own you now. And he's like, no, and then he says the weirdest lie where he's like, nobody owns me, <laughs> and runs. Why is he so upset? <laughs> and runs face first into a, a, well, a wall, but it's a wall made of, is it like cut cardboard? Out, like a, per, yeah. a person cut out, yeah. Or something like that. Is, and, and you get the Do you get why he's so upset? No! I don't, this, it, it escalates so quickly. Like, he's, from the minute he wakes up in the dream world, he's suddenly, like, super invested in, like, everything. This is what you dreamed of. And exactly. honestly, it's, like, I don't see the bad. The issue here is that I think other shows that have done this, I think Boy Meets World was the one that did this, and even, again, even Supernatural, I think. Is that, it would have shown them, like, uh, I think I know what you're saying is that they would have like, shown them like getting into it and like really liking it, and then, and then the dark side. Downfall. Exactly, like you need he just, that. Like, hates it from the, the get go, despite this being something he said he wanted. Or, or you get to a point where there's some shows that do stuff like that where it's actually sad to leave, like they don't want to leave or something. Mm-hmm. Like that's actually the problem is oh I have to go back, and then they do. But so the, none of that happens, of course. No, <laughs> he's just upset the whole time. So there's no. He's on eleven the entire time. <laughs> He really is. And so there's no, to me, there's no jeopardy because it just feels like either he's stuck in this world and he's terrible or he's, like, again, like, he acts like Homer Simpson or something. Like, he's off the wall crazy. Well, I think and, Homer Simpson would get what was happening. Yeah, honestly, I think he did. Didn't he work <laughs> into the real world? He just got a cake, right? Like, come on. <laughs> uh, but so, in this, though, he, he freaks out and, like, there's no, there's no threat because it's either like when he's acting that upset the entire time there's no escalation to it so it's just it 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 comes across as just kind of like a little kid or something you know it's not really there's no threat here because he's just already crazed like he should build up to being that upset like instead we just we never get any kind of emotional resonance in his reactions at all it's just like ah from the minute he gets <laughs> to the set so then um in this scene though it's where he jumps through the the, the he jumped through a wall, there's, like, a body cut out, like, a cartoon character. Nobody owns me. And then, uh, he runs off set to, again, to a bunch of trailers, and they send dogs for him? Again, this is where the episode really spirals for me, because I'm like, I buy them, like, looking for him, but, like, having, like, blood-sniffing dogs? Like, what? This isn't really... It's not even funny to me. It's just stupid. It's just... So they're... I guess they're they're supposed to be saying, like, you know, obviously they want to find him, but... It's not that big. It is his dream, too, I guess. It's partly... That's what he... It's, like, becoming a nightmare. It already has been a nightmare. And then he... What, wants, has it? I, again, not really, but to him it's a nightmare, apparently. Which is Despite, again, this... him. He said he wanted this in the beginning of the episode. Right. And so... So he... He sends the, the dogs go running towards <laughs> him. He runs into the first place he can get into, which happens to be the... All the other doors are locked but the director's office, so okay. And he gets into the director's office, which is, of course, just basically... Oh, they also turn it into, like, a fugitive riff with, like, I'll go this way, you, uh, you and the dogs take the swamp. Why is there a oh, fucking God. swamp? So fucking dumb. And so he goes into the director's office, which is the, uh... We've said it before, the Wizard of Oz. This is where they And really... he's saying that he'll replace him with either Fred Savage or Urkel. <sighs> Fred Savage... <laughs> 
like it's it's almost insulting to me the concept of Fred Savage as Ben because Fred oh Savage it's almost Mike, insulting and that is completely it's insulting completely insulting. To you? Fred Savage is Mike Seaver or nobody. Like what are you talking about? Like no way. Like there's no way Fred Savage would play Ben. That's stupid. He'd make Kirk Cameron look like an idiot. Fred Savage is so much more talented than Kirk Cameron. Oh my god. So anyway, so he, he <laughs> wow, like gonna get some real dissenters on that one. <laughs> I, I mean that's an honest truth. Like I I, I know more. Okay. That was, I was like. There's no version of that being an unpopular opinion. Okay, good. But so, uh, so he, he threatens him basically like, hey, I'm gonna replace you. He's like, I already know what's up. I'm not me. I'm, I'm the real Ben. He does weenie a bunch. He calls him a weenie, which I almost feel like it was a a weird, like, I don't know. It was a weird situation where he says you're a weenie. Because I'm like, you're Ben. Like, what are you calling the weenies for? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like he's not Mike Seaver, okay? He's not even Boner, all right? Like you, it's stupid. So he's he, not even that little song and dance kid, as the director calls Ashley Johnson. What was that? What was that kind of a shitty like? Oh, she's like one of the stars of the show, you asshole. But so he and she controls the music that happens on the set. Apparently, I know she gets her own like special she's time. She's beloved. Just... I don't know what the director's she's problem great. is. He's jealous, maybe. But so maybe. she's uh, gonna take his job. That's what's happening? So mm. then, like, we basically—I mean, this scene—I—I I try to take some notes for it. It's basically like a meta breakdown of all TB tropes. Like, it's so. What the fuck? I'm sorry. I just had Jeremy Miller like open on Google. <laughs> Apparently, he was in a teenage love triangle with Cand uh, triangle with Candace Cameron and Danica McKellar. Oh God. But yeah. Uh. So he. So he. Um. They. They. They like breaks down how TV works. Basically, all the tropes of of why kids need to be kids, blah, 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 blah. And it, which, of course, uh, escalates itself into him jokingly saying, well, we'll figure out what we're gonna do for next week and throws a dart at a dartboard that has, like, a bunch of random plots on it. He's like, it's a very special episode of a rerun, which I really appreciated. Which I didn't think there really was that many reruns back then, but I guess there were. But, like, oh, yeah. to me, to me, I was more surprised, like, um, that they were so glib with the fact that their writing is so shit. Like, it... They decide they based hate on a the dark show. Point. Yeah, I guess so. They've just they've been waiting their whole lives to like be honest about it, and this is their opportunity to do it. I mean, they were waiting six seasons their entire lives. <laughs> yes, this is when he finally decides to go back to his bed and go to sleep. I'm like, again, that should have been the first thing he did. That's literally like what any of these. He still didn't get what was happening so the entire episode. So dumb. And so he he goes back to his bed, lies down, pulls the covers up, and he's like, I'm gonna open my eyes. And then I'll be in my house. And he does, of course. And he is, of course. And then he, he's super happy to be back home. And he goes downstairs. And it's and the morning when he wakes up, Mora. I might be getting back into that. But yeah, I get what you're saying. And so he wakes up and he goes downstairs. He's like, I'm sorry, Mom and Dad. And there's like, it's okay. And they're like genuine sorries this yeah, time. Yeah, and he hugs them. And they are just kind of floored because they're like, well, you're still grounded. And he's like, oh, I'm glad. He's like, and he was, he's excited to get all the grounding and punishment. <laughs> Which is just... Yeah, cha-cha is basically what he's like. <laughs> yeah. And then... And I noticed he had, like, weak-ass hugs, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he's really... Oh, God. And then, he's the worst. Then, the, 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 the cherry on top of the insanity is that when he walks into the living room to sit down... Which, by the way, no. First of all, I wanted to say, like, uh, he accepts the grounding and all the punishment. Then he walks into the living room and turns on the TV where I'm like... You're grounded. Why are you turning on the TV? White people. <laughs> exactly, white people. Uh, when I was grounded as a kid, I was grounded. I'm not getting anywhere near the TV. Yeah, and and I guess his version of grounded is not going out. But I'm like, Ben doesn't have friends anyway. His version of grounded like, should be in the How room. is he supposed to learn a lesson if he's allowed to just, like, veg out in front of the TV the whole time? Also, like, the whole point of it being TV and, like, it being, like, his, like, the whole, like, living in TV 
If anything, that scene should have been him walking up to a TV that's on and turning it off. That would have yeah, been... Given yeah, his, especially given how aggro he was exactly. about the entire situation. Like, that's the easy, like... It's, it's Again, it's like an after-school special, but, like, that's where it should have ended. Instead, he walks in, turns the TV on, and Mike's inside the TV like a fucking horror movie. And now he wants to get out after how much he loved everything. And also, I'm really confused because where is this... Where was he at pointing towards a camera that was at, on TV? That's not how... The, the dream world worked. I was, I was lost because it wasn't like you were trapped inside a TV set. You were like on a set. It wasn't like they were gonna like, okay, this is good enough to air on TV. Like it wasn't a live show. Like how did this happen? I mean, it's a dream again, but like it was just stupid. And so I hate when that kind of shit doesn't follow any kind of like internal logic because it just gets really dull. Like it just seems stupid, and that's what that the whole scene is. And he's just freaking out, like. Ben, help, help! And he's just, like, banging on the TV. And then Ben, in a real dark move, just gets up and walks away! Well, no! He was running to go save him. To, what, sleep again and go back into yeah. the world? Because the, the bed was the portal, the sleeping. Yeah. Okay. Alright. God damn it, Mora! <laughs> okay. Plot yeah, points just go just... over your head all the time. You're so hydrophobic. <laughs> And then we get the freeze frame of him jumping freeze over frame. the railing. I'm freeze framing right now, guys. Are you freeze framing? Freeze frame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, and that's it. That's, that was the episode. Yeah, I, you know, as stupid as it was, I I actually really enjoyed it. Like, I laughed. Quite Alan Thick is great. Alan yeah. Thick, the Alan Thick theme. Alan Thick theme. The Alan Thick scenes are great. I think yeah. he's really charming, and I like the Joanna Curran. She doesn't have quite as much to do. I think his has a little more, like, meat to them, because he gets to really act like himself, but, um, and then the two of them together are really great in that one, the final scene when they, uh, in the, as themselves in the, in the universe. So, I, I think it's worth watching for those bits. Um, Tracy Gold's forgettable in it. No offense to Tracy Gold's. Um, I like Tracy Gold's She's Gold barely in it. She says, like, four words, Tom. Exactly. And, then, and she's usually, yeah. I think, actually the stronger part of the episodes when she's in them. Yeah. I'm not, not amazing, but she's better than some of the people, so I, I, I missed her being in it a lot, and the way they used Christy was funny, but not really very engaging. I mean, it's really all you need, especially when you don't want too much of a precocious kid, so. True. But yeah. yeah. There's no need for more, for more of her. My biggest complaint is there's too much Ben, to be totally honest. Like, yes. I don't need that much Ben. I, yeah. I, I just put my biggest complaint is Ben. I feel like yeah. too much Ben. Just, just Ben. Ben in existing. general. He was always the boring one. Yeah. And yeah. so, that's that's that episode. So, I mean, if you've never seen this show, I would recommend it just for the lulls. It's kind of a... If you've never seen the show... I'm amazed by that. How did you survive? No, if you, like, yeah, how did you, you know live? the show, I need you to call me because I want you to tell me about your home planet. Like, yeah, like what? What was your like childhood like? What was happening? How did you get here? What have you never seen <laughs> on a TV? Maybe play Talking Heads right there. How <laughs> did you get here? Wet cement. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, Bob. <laughs> Bob, classic I Bob. Think the, I think the episode really needed more Bob. I honestly. Yes. So, let's move on to plugs. So, what's up with you, LaToya? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at LaFergs. Uh, most of my writing at AV Club. Uh, I guess I will not plug uh, late 80s, early 90s TV shows. Well, unless you want, like, that kind of insanity in your life, I guess. No, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> You're not about that lifestyle? Okay. No. <laughs> All right. I've already had to, like, explain to, the, to you people how Full House is a terrible show. <laughs> 
That's well, like, that was wait, I'm the sorry. most that stressful. Explained what? No. That was the most stressful episode of my life. Having to like, get rid and realize <laughs> that Full House is a piece of shit. All right, what's up with you, Lisa? Uh, well, I am uh, recapping Into the Badlands right now for the Televixen, and I do the podcast uh, Bossy Britches. You can find us at realbossybritches.com, and I'm on Twitter at ocfarer. Awesome. And then, as always, I am at Mara E on Twitter. I am also recapping um, iZombie and Supergirl for the Televixen and uh, Vampire Diaries with friend of the show, Lisa Eastham. Um, the next episode of this show will be Sliders, uh, Sliders. Season 3, Episode 12, Season's Greetings. And this yes, will be, Christmas. This will be a, we're doing a Christmas-themed um, month, I guess you'd call it. Um, there's a little bit that's not Christmas-themed, but most of it's Christmas-themed. And the Christmas theme is going to be episodes titled Season's Greetings, which there are, I think, three different ones we found. There's probably even more than that. So, as <laughs> uh, spelled Seasons and then Greed with G-R-E-E-D. Uh, and so stay tuned for that one. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at The Televoid. Um, email us at thetelevoid at gmail.com. Rate, subscribe, review us on iTunes. And uh, thanks for wandering into The Televoid, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. I do know you. You do? Well, thank God. Yeah, you're that kid on Beat the Seavers, Jeremy Mueller. <laughs> hey, can I have your autograph for my little granddaughter? Her name's Bub. <laughs> I've got some wet cement out back if you'd like to take your shoes off.